From the Financial Times in London, I'm Barney Thompson and this is FT News. Ahead of the referendum on Britain's membership of the European Union, Lionel Barber, editor of the Financial Times, will be talking to leading figures on both sides of the debate. In the first of these discussions, he spoke to Nigel Farage, leader of the UK Independence Party and one of the most persistent and vocal campaigners for Britain to leave the EU. Mr Farage, thank you for coming to the FT. Thank you. Now, the OECD, the IMF, the mm. institution, uh, the Institute of Fiscal Studies, all of these respected economic think tanks and organ international organisations have said that it would be a bad move economically for Britain to leave. Yes, a bunch of overpaid failures. Experts. Um, living off taxpayers' money, none of whom predicted the 0809 financial banking meltdown. Not one of them got that right. Uh, most of whom thought the euro was going to be a success and it's been a disaster. The IMF. And nearly all, and the IMF, who've broken their own charter by getting involved in Eurozone bailouts. Um, and, and if you go back before that to the exchange rate mechanism, you know, all these organisations, plus, of course, let's not forget the Treasury or the Governor of the Bank of England, again, you know, paid for by taxpayers' money, uh, they're all being told uh, to produce a certain pro-establishment line. But I think it's important just to, to understand, the, there are, these are expert organisations, they haven't got everything right, but if, if you look at just the Institute for Fiscal Studies, they've produced a clear figure of a £20 billion to £40 billion immediate short-term cost. Who funds to the, the European the, Union. The, the millions. They take millions of pounds. Solely, not solely. I'm sorry. No, no, listen, the, the IFS is, uh, does not rely solely on European Not money. solely, but listen, it, it's normal in political discourse to declare an interest. You know, if a politician does not declare an interest on a subject in which he or she has a financial what interest... What proportion of you know, EU money does the IFS depend on? Uh, it's, a, it's a small percentage, but it's not the point, is it? Seven, oh, well, seven million quid in the last few years is a reasonable sum tiny, of money. But that's it, a tiny sum. It's, it's over 10%. Okay, so, so it's over 10%. They, they but, have... But, 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 so it's a small but, amount but, of but, money. But do you see the picture here? The picture here is right. that we have created this extraordinary relationship yep. between big corporate companies, big politics, and a whole host of international organisations funded by the taxpayer and in many cases funded through now, the we're, EU. We're, we're, again, and I don't find that acceptable. Again, I just ask you, do you believe that the £20 billion to £40 billion cost, in terms of the short-term impact, we'll talk about the well beyond that, but the short-term impact, is that wrong? A complete and utter nonsense. Look, because? Because BMW and Audi and Mercedes sell us quite a lot of motor cars. Uh, the French wine producers, sell, and I'm very grateful they do, sell us quite a lot of wine. We are now trading at a deficit with the EU of something like £80 billion every single year. Trade isn't made by bureaucrats and politicians. Trade is made by consumers who choose to buy. But there are rules. Buy. There yes. are rules well, of well, trade. Well, 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 and here's the point. If ground zero was what came out of Brexit, we'd be better off under WTO rules. Why? Because the tariffs we'd be charged by EU countries would be lower than our net contribution But there is obviously, the as you know, there's going to be a long transition uh, before we get to WTO well, rules. And here's the interesting thing. Quite a long, several years. But here's the, here's the interesting thing. Several years of uncertainty. Well, there's no uncertainty, because the day after we leave the European Union, right, 
We are still part of the European economic area. We are in a negotiation to leave the European Union. And it's up to government then to end the uncertainty by stating very clearly what our future policy is. Correct. But who's going to be the government? And how will you get a consensus on what the terms of engagement will be with Europe? How will the Europeans know what they're actually dealing with? Because the PM may go, well, well, Cameron may well, go. Well, you're right, it, may take, it, it might take... So three. there's a lot of uncertainty. Well, it may be up to a week before Cameron goes, I no, don't but, know. But in, terms of, <laughs> no, but in terms of working out yeah. what the new terms of engagement will be with the Europeans, that will take quite a long time to, to establish. It doesn't it? need to. As I say, we will be... After we voted for Brexit, we'll still be members of EEA because that's... But we have no influence the on the rules then. Well, we have none now anyway. No, I bet the EEA... No, we do. Uh, we're, we've we're, got a seat no, we, at the table. Oh, come on, for goodness sake. The last 40 times that Cameron's government since 2010 has opposed a piece of EU law at the Council of Ministers, we've lost on all 40 occasions. And the other uncertainty that you're not talking about is the uncertainty of staying in. You know, the EU is not going to stay as it is. I mean, it's either going to integrate very deeply and very rapidly... Or it's going to disintegrate. Well, that's what people said in or response to the crisis, and it hasn't happened. Oh, it happens every day. Every single day that goes by. There's no fiscal union. Every single, There's no transfer union in monetary. Every single day that goes by, they accrete a little bit more power. And you know, as well as I know, that the euro crisis is back in July, certainly with Greece and possibly even with Italy. They just had an extension. So we may well... Well, you, you can... You can Extend. You can derogate. You can't keep kicking McCann down the road forever. A Eurozone crisis is coming back. The migrant crisis is actually tearing Europe apart. The EU is changing very quickly. The EU's in big trouble. What I'm certain of is this. I want us to have a sensible trade deal with our European neighbours. They want it to. They need it more than we well, do. Well, but Chancellor Merkel has said... She, it's important. She, she, she won't get re-elected. No, well, well, she's still going to be around for a couple of years. And she has said that we won't get to such a good a deal. She'd like us to stay. Do you, do you well, not take that seriously? No, but she's saying we won't get well, such a good deal. of course she'll say that. They'll all say that. They'll do whatever they can to stop Britain leaving. Why? Why are they so because keen? This is, because this is the first domino. Why? why ah. This is the first domino. And does that matter? It matters to me. Does it, no, matters. but does it matter? If it's the first domino, you'd like to see the EU f actually fragment. I want Europe to leave the European Union, yes. But what well, does that that mean? I don't believe disintegration. In, I don't believe in the flag. I don't believe in the anthem. I don't believe in all these various presidents who no one can name. We don't know who they are because yeah. we haven't elected them yeah. and we can't remove them. I, but I yeah. want to just pin you down here. Are you in favour of the European Union fragmenting, disintegrating? No, disappearing. Oh, disappearing. Disappearing. So I what want... will happen? We have a, a, a Europe just of nation states... No European can Union. You imagine how, no no, can you no patterns imagine, of cooperation. Can you imagine how awful it would be to have a European continent of individual, sovereign, democratic states that trade with each other, cooperate with each other, have bilateral deals with each other, and who have a council and, and who have a council of Europe where they come together to agree as sovereign governments to do things in common? That's the kind of cooperative Europe I want. And I you know, I am not anti-European, but I'm anti what is being done in the name of Europe. Do, do, you, do you feel uncomfortable, though, when, when it's pointed out that Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin and Marine Le Pen have a similar view, that actually 
we'd be better well, off with Brexit. Well, Oswald Mosley had the same view. I mean, Oswald Mosley was a fanatical pro-European until the day he died. I mean, the president of China is not the sort of chap you But take. are you happy to be in I the mean, same tent well, as Vladimir Well, are you happy to be in the same tent as people like Oswald Mosley? I, I, I wouldn't have thought you were. Are you happy to be in the same tent as the president of China? I mean, he isn't very democratic or very pleasant, is he? You know, th these arguments are nonsense. We are making an argument. I, I mean, like, let me tell you what I want. There are 183 countries in the world that celebrate an Independence Day. I want us to be the 184th, a normal nation. And normal nations make their own rules, have their own courts, control their own borders, and, 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 and choose their relationships with the world. And I think not only would we be far better off by doing that, by voting for Brexit, I think the other countries of Europe would follow us too. And, and I think we'd be a happier place. So it's back to the 19th century. It's, it's into the 21st century. I can tell you what's happening all over the world. Every single year, a new country has an independence day. The days of big artificial blocks are gone. Microstates. Are you, uh, and that means then, maybe even, and many people believe this, the breakup of the United Kingdom. If I mean, there is Brexit, Scotland goes... I don't think they choose to. And where the Scottish uh, vote is very likely to be pro staying in. I think our shared history is stronger than that. So, in favour of disintegration, not integration? I am in favour of a Europe of nation-states. If Scotland chose to go in on its own, well, it couldn't. I mean, it couldn't. Its economics would be such that it wouldn't even be able to issue gilts or bonds. Uh, so it isn't going to happen. As a former city trader, you know a lot about the workings of uh, the great financial centre in London. Yeah. Are you not worried by the warnings from the serious players, the Wall Street investment banks, that I see that in the city, that hundreds of jobs will go if well, the, there is Brexit. There are two very different cities. Um, there's the city of the Wall Street investment banks who can get along okay with the European Union. It's the first time they've ever effectively owned the people that make the laws, and that's not a bad way of keeping small and medium-sized competition you know, out of the marketplace. The other city is the city of the foreign exchange traders, the commodity traders, and many of those smaller, independent uh, companies. And when you, uh, when you get the view the city's in favour of the EU, you know, come round the bars of a city with me at five o'clock on a Thursday evening, and you will not find that's the view. A lot of people in the city take the view, and I take the view, firstly, that the city is a global financial marketplace, not a European financial marketplace. And you only have to see uh, the attitudes in Brussels towards a financial transaction. But this is true, but Wall Street banks don't rely on European money. Well, for but they're, else, they're not in any way beholden, but else, they think it's a bad idea. I heard all this baloney back in 2000. If we don't join the euro, the big banks will all go to But Paris we have clearing Frankfurt. rights for it the has, euro. It we hasn't have clearing, happened. But we have clearing rights. That might, those might be jeopardised if we leave. Uh, you think Europe would threaten us? Well, they have threatened us. <laughs> as, they have as, threatened as, us. As before. The realities of trade. I mean, that won't happen. So I think the biggest, threat, the biggest threat to cities is this. This is my big fear for the city. That we, in 2010, handed over regulatory control of financial services, you know, in banking, insurance, equities. And we handed it over to three EU institutions. You know, please don't think, you know, that the FCA now run the city. They don't. They go on Eurostar to Brussels and get their orders every week. I know I've met them on the train. And I, I, I think the worry is that the, the belly of the beast in Brussels loathes what it sees as our Anglo-Saxon Do you want to name the, name the guilty men or women who were giving oh, orders to oh, the FCA? 
No, of course, because I don't know their names and nor do you, because we can't vote for them, we can't remove them, and that's part of the problem. I take the view that London needs to be global. I take the view that we should be in control of our biggest industry, not three EU authorities. Nigel Farage, thank you very much for thank joining you. us. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.